0: Zane Lowe, Apple Music. Hey, welcome to the interview series. What's up, I'm Zane. Thanks for joining us once again for a very special conversation and the latest of several that I've had with this incredible person, amazing artist adored by millions and millions of people. I said earlier in the week something to the effect of, there are few artists in the history of modern music that have been able to tell their life stories, but also create music that is so universally accessible to our emotions that it feels like they're telling our life stories as well. Without question, Adele is one of those artists. You know, when she sings, every performance is so beautifully captured, tasteful, emotional, and her voice just resonates through the story in a way that can't really be described. But it's the lyrics, it's the honesty and the vulnerability that's always on display every single time. That's why we feel as fans like we know Adele. Every album arrives at a different point in her life. And she shares these stories with complete openness. And it's that kind of openness that she brings into conversation as well, which she doesn't do very often anymore. She picks and chooses what she wants to do. So I'm very grateful that we're both still around and we get to have moments like this. I hope we have a lot more, but right now let's enjoy this. Myself and Adele talking about life and her latest album, 30, right here on Apple Podcasts. This is all the vinyl they pressed before you got involved.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In the other room, it's just all mine. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Nice to see you.
0: For me, music was like, it was really important. And especially when my parents went through divorce and stuff, it became this place where I sort of immersed myself and it really fostered my imagination and it kind of mm-hmm. felt like it was my friend. Was it the same for you? Yes. Did you lean into it?
1: Yeah, very, very much. Um, I was an only child mm. and I was lonely a lot of my childhood, whether it be like actually, or just felt it. Um, and I was just always very available to the way that music made me feel from a very, very young age. Like you know, I was lucky that my mum was really into music. Mm-hmm. And she was sort of so young when she had me that she was still at that point of being somewhat fanatical about music, mm. Like you know, or an artist. And that really rubbed off, off on me. It was the most reliable friend I've ever had in my life. Like, yeah. you know, there is a song for every emotion. There is a song for, for every feeling. Real. And it's just, that's just, like, consistency. So
0: what's the song that reminds you of your mum?
1: Gosh, it'd probably be a Jeff Buckley song. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
0: And did Jeff rub off on you?
1: Oh yeah, bloody hell! Yeah, yeah. He's, and his singing style as well. Like you know, he had such a soulful voice. I hear
0: it in '19.
1: Yes, I would say I would I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, that whole Grace album. She was she loved him, and she obviously loved him as well. That's an emotional on one. That's an emotional yeah. one
0: to connect to a parent because Jeff didn't. You know, He wasn't throwing melodies and emotions mm-hmm. around for free.
1: Yeah. They
0: definitely came at a cost for the listener and you have to be in a space where you're drawn into his world. I met him once. Did you really? I interviewed him. Have you interviewed him? I interviewed him. When? Oh my gosh, I was... Where? In Auckland. No. In, a, in a bar in Ponsonby. And it was one of the last tours that he doing, did, you Was doing
1: tours? That's what I was about to say.
0: He was out doing shows. Funny guy, very self depreciating. How long ago
1: was that? that Was was he touring the record then? I mean, I'm trying to
0: think. I mean, I was in New York when I found out that he passed away, which would have been 1997, so it must have been
1: 96. Yeah, I remember when he died, my mum was really sad.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. I was so sad.
1: My mum was sad. I remember mean, when Freddie Mercury died as well, because my mum was really sad and the UK yeah. was just I mean the world was devastated, but I didn't even know the world existed at that at age. At that but, age.
0: But you see it through the eyes of your parents.
1: Yeah, very much. But I think my mum's very similar to me. Like I think that she has this, she just, you know, has a sadness in her just mm. in general, I think some people are just like that. Mm. Um, but she loves music. There was always music on. There was always music, like, like more music playing in my house when I was little than there is now with me being <laughs> an actual artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, she loves it. She loves music very much. But also Suzanne Vega, mm-hmm. she, um, she it was uh, freeze tag. Mm-hmm. It used to be the lullaby that she'd sing to me if I couldn't sleep. Like, we go to the playground in the wintertime. Like, it was just, yeah, she reminds me of her as well. Well, cheers. Yes, cheers. I've got a straw because of me lippy. It's good
0: to see you and welcome back. Oh, thanks. Um, how's it all felt? I mean, I didn't get a chance to really sort of see you when it was all happening and from the minute Easy On Me came out and that sort of month leading up to the album, how did it, how did it feel? Um,
1: felt... I wanted it to come out last year, obviously. And when I drunkenly announced it at my best friend's wedding One on of the stage. best in the
0: viral moments of the year, by the way. <laughs>
1: So we wait six years. Nose. for this. I know, but I know i will be announcing it to everyone that already pretty much knew anyway. Like, who the fuck do I think I was? And um, it would have been That's done great. by then. Like, I hadn't done the orchestras yet, and yeah. I hadn't done like finalised all of my BVs and stuff like that. But it would have had mm. the world not shut down. Mm. And it was like, it's such a, it's such a like integral piece to my life story over the last few years that I wanted it to come out because when it does come out, it's the, final, mm. it's the final door closing on that chapter of my life. So it feels like it's dragged it out for me a little bit. Mm.
0: I wanted to ask you quickly about the shows you did as well leading up to the release of the record because mm. we spoke over there about the intensity of standing on top of a mountain in the middle of Los Angeles, probably the highest point in a freezing cold day with mm. helicopters overhead singing for yeah. the first time in front of that audience. Yeah,
1: It was wild. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but also I never enjoyed my first thing. Because it's so nerve-wracking. Like, you You're know, all on fire. But what was incredible was so many of my friends that, you know, that I've made in L.A. who really, really held my hand over the last few mm. years and have been so loyal to me don't know me as a singer. So I moved here after my last tour. So I haven't done anything. Mm. I like, haven't, literally haven't worked a day in my life <laughs> since, I, I, since I met them sort of thing. So they are all just like, who the f- what is that <laughs> like you know? I remember like seeing them like you know. And it's just a very refined version of me, you know, because no one needs to have like the full. I love how you just went and
0: handpicked people who had never seen you live, never. You yeah, <laughs> just, like,
1: but it was it was it, yeah. was it was it was it was great. I I enjoyed it once it was over.
0: Was there something cathartic about being able to step on stage again and just know that it, the last time that you attempted to play a show wasn't Wembley and it wasn't those shows and it wasn't that moment and you could just move past that again? and Yes, sing
1: those songs? yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, And it felt like a very safe size. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted it to be small. It wasn't for COVID or anything like that. We were allowed more people. Mm -hmm. I wanted a certain crowd, like, you know, people that I knew and stuff like that. The people that were celebrities in the crowd are people I really admire and respect, like, or know. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so. It was amazing, like and I met Lizzo years ago. like, Oh my gosh,
0: she was late. She
1: was she was well she was like, I think she was getting a drink or something, and then she was standing right. there looking like a sort of tropical bird in that outfit. love like,
0: dressed it. fabulously. Perfect.
1: Yeah, but I've known Shrinking her for violin. years and when we first met it was she was making her first record, but she wasn't um she hadn't put it out or anything yet. Oh, wow. And she was a big fan, like, you know, and I, I remembered her very, very clearly, and then obviously like her I just she's such a good girl. I love her so and she's much. She's the best. She really, really is. But yeah, so I'm glad it was a safe place. It's the same as me making my album. I worked with a lot fewer people than I normally do and it was all with people I knew other than Flo who the first time I met him I felt like I'd known him my whole life. I wondered how
0: someone makes it into that circle because you're right, it's Greg, it's Tobias, it's Max. Max. Um, you know, I'm probably missing a couple of people, but we'll get to them because we're going to go through the songs. But, yeah. you know, for Flo to come in, we all know his work. He's incredible. His work with Little Sims, you know, shh, salt, whatever. Yeah. You know, he's got an incredible ear for sound and he makes things sound vintage but modern, so I know you would have been drawn to That's how I knew
1: about Flo. And Michael, of course, thank you. And Michael yeah. also opened for me on the, on the 21 tour. That's right. So that was my first, you know, thing. And obviously I worked with Danger Mouse yeah. on 25 and me and Brian are really good friends, but... Yeah. First of all, the minute I realised he was from, like, Tottenham, or from North London, I wouldn't stop talking to him. Like, you know, we've got no work done. We were doing a session with Brian in New York. But I was frazzled. It was only a couple of months after I'd left my marriage. And we were just, we just got on so well, but he could feel that something was wrong. He knew that something dark was happening in me and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but also just loved that I was just being like, one thing is, it just opened up. You know, I was dying for someone to ask me how I was, but no one knew, so they wouldn't necessarily do it. And because he was a North Londoner and we the same age and stuff like that, it was just very, very, very natural. And then I went back to the UK for the summer and I texted Jonathan and I was like, I want to work with Flo, like just me and him in a room. So we went to Metropolis. And um, Love as a Game started. <sighs> yeah, but he was like, you know, was, he's also an integral part to my survival emotionally over the last few years. Like, he's been so careful with me, you know, like, it was really, really amazing. But other than that, like, keeping it with people I knew felt safe to me because I knew I could tell them things and it wouldn't leave the studio, but also they'd been through it with me. You know, same as like I didn't really want to do, you know, another big interview after doing my Vogue pieces, but you and Cara were there for me when mm. it was all going down, you know? So it's like, as long as I'm doing things that make me feel safe mm. in those, um, then I'm up for doing it, like, you know? Cause it's, um, I feel like, you know, what, what I've done and the record I'm putting out, you know, when I say dangerous, I don't mean it's like, you know, actually dangerous, but it's, I go places on it.
0: There's vulnerability and honesty Yeah, that like massively, which
1: I think is dangerous to do at my level of fame. Because the press would always—it's
0: so funny you know, though, isn't it? Because I feel like you've got past that construct a bit listening to this recording. That that fear that maybe was around when we when we hung out during '25 mm-hmm. and had a similar conversation. I had a in baby as well. You know, yeah, there's was a lot going a lot, on, and yeah. there was a lot. You were very protective, and understandably yeah. so. But there's a there's a kind of a freedom in the way that you're moving now, and this album is clearly essential to that. Mm-hmm. When I listen to it start to finish, it's hard not to see it as a timeline through the whole experience. Yeah. I mean, to the point where you know, strangers by nature. Okay, I'm ready now. Yeah. It's a meditation. That song is so beautiful. It's like a a private message to you in your heart, Mm -hmm. uh, explaining to yourselves that, you know, you'll see this through. Yeah. And that it's not your fault and not anyone else's fault. It's just the way it is, strangers by nature.
1: Yeah. I also think it reminds me, I'd watched the Judy Garland biopic... And I remember like thinking, why did everyone stop writing such incredible yeah. melodies Timeless and cadences melodies. and harmonies and blah, blah, blah. And obviously, then I went to the studio with Ludwig, who that is his vibe. Yeah. And um, he was. Plus 808, 808. Yes. But he was playing these chords I've never heard yeah. in my life, let alone like in real time in the room. And, um, and I just just sang that line out. I didn't even have it. I just went, I'll be taking flowers to the cemetery of <sighs> my heart. And he was like, you're right. You know what's going on, yeah. and um, it was yeah. It was it was. It reminds me of when you know like M- Mary Poppins goes into colour, <laughs> or something like that. It's just you have no idea where well, it's going to go. With the, with the cascading,
0: go. you know, keyboard, it's just, just the bells and the yeah, little, but it's oh. just
1: I, and I love that song. And I didn't know if if I should have it for my album or if I should give it to someone as a sort who of else could sing it. Well, no, I'd just be like, yeah, okay, I a sample it, because it sounds right, so right, old right. school. It yeah. sounds like it's from a movie, or like mm. you know, it's you know. So I, I was, I messed around with that idea for a while, but it was, it's too high. It was too hard for them. But I just don't know where this would really fit on my album because it would basically become your song. Like it'll be on my album. I'm like, I don't want it on your album. No, like, you know. <laughs> so it was, it was. But I'm glad I kept it because it, it really opens the album well.
0: And then it goes into Easy On Me, which we've all gotten to know and love, and is still, as of the time of filming, this number one. And I know, it's, man, it's, three weeks. Yeah, but, three. but you stream music, right? You use streaming services to listen to music?
1: I will if it's a random thing that I've never heard as a reference. That's where I found the Errol Gardner stuff for my album. Your probably.
0: first ever collaboration on an album. I it's know! Just, it's so magic, that moment.
1: Oh yeah, it is. It's, just, it's also just cheeky.
0: My well, hearted It sort of shows me where it's going to go. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, give me a jazz chord and a beat any day, baby. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Little
0: soul action vibes. Oh,
1: like, you... it's, just, it's just great. I can't wait. I can't wait for the other albums I'm going to make. I'm excited.
0: Hold the press. I love that fact. Because you never know. Like, I feel, I felt like after 25, and maybe I just was looking too deep into it, I didn't know what all of this meant to you. I knew yeah. that you I loved don't, being... I still don't know
1: what it means to me. Well, what
0: I do? know you love being a singer and love being yeah. a songwriter and love making things, but... Had it kind of strayed away from why you got into it in the first place? Mm-hmm. Was it starting to drift away a little bit?
1: Oh, yeah. Very much. I don't, I don't think there's any expectation of sincerity left in music from artists. And I believe that artists are sincere. And I mm. think to be an artist, like an actual artist, mm. um, it's, it comes from deep within us. Like, and it's, it's a necessity that we have to put it out. And mm. I don't just mean being an artist as a singer or a writer. It could be a painter, it could be a photographer, it could be you know a chef, an architect, just someone that's creating something, you know? Mm. And I just feel like it's just a transaction now. That's a how trade. It. Yeah. And I don't... That's not why I got into music. It's just not my vibe. Yeah. But I'm not in it long enough at a time for it to really take me off of music at all. Like, you know, um, if I was doing this every year, I mean, I'd just, I'd just be a zombie, I think, you know? But I definitely did lose my connection with my own music and, you know, with how it made me feel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it, but it came back to me on this album because I needed it so badly. That's the other thing, you know, as we were wrapping it up with the mixing and all of that, the conversation on TikTok came up a lot, right? So I'm like, TikTok tock a hoo But they're like, you know, we've we really got to make sure these 14-year-olds know who you are. And I'm like, but they've all got mums. They've all got mums. And like, I've, they've definitely been growing up listening to my music, these 14-year-olds and stuff oh, right. like that. But it was like, if everyone's making music for the TikTok, Who's making the music for my generation? Who's making the music for my peers? I will do that job gladly. I'd rather cater to people that have, like, are on my level in terms of, like, the amount of time we've spent on earth and all the things we've been through than. I don't want 12 year olds listening to this record. It's a bit too deep. But the 30 and 40 year olds that are all committing to themselves and doing therapy, that's my vibe. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know, so I'm more concerned with how this record can help them. I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean,
0: Angelo's
1: not a fan of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, he's just, yeah, he thinks that Rolling in the Deep is there. What do you know about rolling down in the deep? I'm like, that is not the original Rolling in the Deep. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's gotta be a mashup though. But somewhere. I love it, but he's like, okay, great. You know, whatever, he doesn't really care, it's great.
0: So I'm trying to put the timeline together. So Easy On Me was the first thing you laid down for the record, mm-hmm. but was, had you moved on? past your marriage by that point? Or did that reveal something to you? No, no, you?
1: yeah, we'd, we'd, already, we'd already broken up, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did that song Well re- Remember we
1: broke up earlier than everyone thought. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. And so that song revealed itself to you and set you on the journey. And, um, and I think about your albums and I think about what they represent in, in, a, in a singularity and so th- this is where I sort of put myself out on the ledge. But to me, 19 is kind of like about you and 21 is kind of about her yeah. and 25 is kind of about we. Yeah. And I feel like 30 is that. about me.
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I like that observation. Yeah. You, her, yeah. us, me. Yeah. Me,
0: right? It's time. Yeah. And so, if every album has a purpose, who is this album for, aside from yourself?
1: For my son. For An- yeah, for Angelo.
0: Yeah. It reveals itself really beautifully in this third song, but it's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, where were you when you recorded that song, and, and what did it take to reveal itself, that song, for you? Because it's incredibly open and, and, and honest.
1: I was in LA, I was in LA and I went to Greg's house to write it, um, and I didn't know what kind of vibe I wanted to get, but I knew I had to tell his story in a song, mm. um, because it was clear that he was feeling it, even though I thought I was doing a very good job of being like, everything's fine, like, you know. Mm. But I also knew I wasn't being as present, like, you know, I was present like in real life, but like I just wasn't really there, I was just so consumed. by so many things, to Mm. be honest with you, so many different feelings, and um, he plucked up the courage to very articulately say to me, you're basically a ghost. Like, you might as well not be here. Like, you know, when he said, I can't see you, and Mm. I'm like, what kind of poet is that? Like, you know, but Mm. for him, you know, to be little and say, I can't see you, to my face, broke my heart, and I just, you know, that was definitely one of the things I was most scared of when, you know, I I, I left, you know, I didn't leave our family, but left that structure, Mm. was... Just like, what if he hates me forever? You know, and it didn't take him long to ask me why we weren't together. And you know, I, I said, I, I left. You know, it wasn't your dad and stuff like that. And it's a lot for him, like, you know, and I just feel like him sticking with me, not asking to not stay at my house, not asking to not spend time with me, still always saying, to that dad I want to go see my mum now, like, you know, and stuff like that, meant that he, he was being my friend and he had some empathy for me. So I really felt like, his, that side of his story, but through myself. You know, I can't tell his story actually for him.
0: Can't put yourself in his shoes.
1: Yeah, but I can I can speak about where he was finding himself in it. And, and it was really, really beautiful. And while I was writing it, I'm a, I just remember thinking of any child that's been through divorce mm-hmm. or any person that has been through a divorce themselves or anyone that wants to leave a relationship and never will. Or um, I thought about all of them because my divorce really humanised my parents for me and that song, writing it made me just be like, kinda of get over things that my own parents did or didn't do for me. Like, you know, mm. and and we all have our own expectations of our parents. You know, once we become a parent ourselves, I feel like we tend to be like, oh, they did a shit job. <laughs> but in reality first, It's fucking hard. And at first at first. And then you're like, Jesus. Yeah, of course. So it was just I just I yeah. feel like it was it was important for me to to tell Angelo's story. Yeah. And be like it was hard, and I I wasn't doing a very good job at the most wild moment of his life, probably.
0: I mean, first of all, the music and the accompaniment, and
1: but I didn't I knew I wanted to go and rock but I didn't know what I wanted the song to sound like, you know. And I just started doing these oohs along to oh, some chords oohs, to the though. piano, and Greg was up sort of Oh that. Oh, you ple- know? And yeah, and they just started taking shape.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so beautifully created that when you hear the voice notes, which is so, at times, so heartbreaking. I mean, that last couple of minutes at the end, Adele, is yeah. just like, for someone who obviously, I mean, I can say this, I am killing I mean, I care about you, you know I that mean. we're friends. And to hear you in that state like that yeah. is tough. Um, Where'd you been the night before? How fucking
1: hungover were you? No, no, I, this is the thing. I wasn't really going out very much. Right. I was just, I put Angela to bed yeah. and it would be like, oh, I could finally sort of let out this gasp of trying to hold mm. all these things in. And again, thinking I was doing a good job and I, you know, I wasn't, but it felt like I was doing, you know, acting out the opposite of how I was feeling. So I'd put him to bed and once I knew he was asleep, I'd take this gasp and then when it got late enough, I'd stay up late to call my fr- my best friends back in England. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be up all night, yeah. like, you know, and I wasn't always drinking, because, you know, on my days of Angelo, i take him to school and yeah, stuff like that, i drive him and stuff like that. But it was just, I'd been up, I was up to about four or five drinking that night and... Or that morning, rather. Mm. And um, mm. when I was going to bed the night after when I recorded, um, when I sent that voicemail to someone mm. called my best friend, mm. I just had this out-of-body experience of an anxiety attack, and no-one answered their phone, you know? Yeah. Which isn't their job to answer the phone at fucking four in the morning, but... You know, yeah. It's funny,
0: isn't it? You know, it's. it's,
1: it's uh, but it's I was trying. My, my therapist told me to document things that I. So I
0: wondered why you did it.
1: Yeah, well, the conversations arranged I mean, you know, you've got. They're older now, but you've got kids, and mm-hmm. they they love to talk mm-hmm. at bedtime. Like, they want to chat about their whole existence right before bed. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, because they don't want to go to bed, but yeah. also because they've got nothing to distract them and stuff. And um, so. I'd get paranoid that I might speak to him in, like he's an adult or something like that, you right, know, right, about right, things. Right, right, so right. then I'd, that would also bring on my anxiety so attacks. Somewhere else. So my therapist was like, just start voice recording them. Yeah, right. And I, if you do get paranoid about what you might have said, you can listen back and reassure yourself. And I never did overstep the line with the things that I was telling Angelo, no matter what his questions were. So, you know, I was really inspired by um, Tyler, the mm-hmm. creator's album, because he had all these voice notes and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. And Skepta did it as well with "Ignorance Is Bliss," and it just. It felt very like they were in the room, you know, when, I, when I'd hear those on their records. So that was definitely one of the reasons I put it on it.
0: It leads beautifully into um, Cry Your Heart Out, which is like... You know, one of those moments where the outpouring is healthy, and it's, yeah. and I, look, I collect cries. By the way, they're events to me. They're like great cry. dinners or concerts or whatever. Okay. I can remember can a couple of them. Oh, hell no, I cry cries. every
1: single day. That's <laughs> something I I could be happy or sad, but I can't remember all of mine.
0: What helps you? What helps you get there? Do you have
1: things to cry? That, yeah. Oh, babes, anything. Oh my god. It, I mean, I've nearly welled up a minute ago talking about Angelo. It could be an absolute. Pure act of kindness right. that either happens to me or that I can do someone else sometimes, or right. I'll just see it on the street out of the car. Um, it could be I was bawling my eyes out on my flight back. I watched Euphoria, cry my eyes out. <laughs> watched the, w- watch the CBS special with me, cried my eyes out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't even sadness. I was just like, oh, thank fucking God! Like you know. It's, I'm, like, getting it all out of the way and stuff. But Anything, anything. So I, but I, my favorite is when you laugh so hard, it turns into tears, into tears. but sad tears. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it triggers something in you. And no, I cry all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that song. And I love what it represents, the idea of cleaning your face. Because, yes. Because, you know, I'm, I, I could be an ugly crier. Oh, yes, same. Also, like,
1: the older I'm getting, I've got this vein that comes out in the middle of my forehead. It drives me insane.
0: You know, and my family are always like, you know, you got to let that go let out. It, it comes up when it comes up, and it hits you mm-hmm. when you least expect it. But I like to collect them. I really, I mean, I welcome it.
1: At first, I thought you meant you like collecting your tears like, <laughs> <laughs> into a little pot. I'm not a psycho. <laughs> but also, what I like about it is, if you want to listen to the lyrics, yeah. it's clear that it's about to pressure. Yeah, but if you don't want to, just like a little—it's a vibe, a little vibe. It's you and your pop. rhythm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it was—it sometimes it got so ridiculous how unwilling I was to leave the house or like, you know, I'd cancel my friends coming at one or at four to just come and check on me and mm. like they, they come at four a.m. because mm. I've been sleeping all day because I've been depressed mm-hmm. and I'm on the floor like like the world has ended like the world not my world uh, like. Yeah like the actual world had ended. I'm a floor cry. And after a while, they'd come in and just laugh at me, just being like, fucking hell, give it a break. Like, it's not the actual world, it's just your world. Yeah. Like, you know, and it just, it got, you know, I one time one of my best friends here, maybe four or five hours, I was like, like, just, it was the end for me. And yeah. she went, well, my husband died. She was like, you left your husband. She was like, so I'm gonna need you to wrap this up now. I want you to go and have a shower, and you're going out tomorrow. You're gonna to go to the gym in the morning. You mm-hmm. know, you're gonna go, go and get your stuff done. Mm-hmm. And it was a real moment for me. Mm. I left my husband voluntarily, and here I was, mm. paralyzed.
0: Mm. And her that's... husband
1: died, and she never dropped the ball. That's real friendship. Real friendship, yeah. That's real friendship.
0: You talk about if you want to, you can listen to the lyrics and recognize the theme of that song, yeah. or you can dance. And that's kind of that suite of songs, because mm-hmm. it goes into OMG. Yep. Yeah and Can I get it yeah which is like, ah, oh, she's out yeah she's having a good time, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're yes. yes, they are vulnerable songs that yes. are rejecting dependency,
1: yes to me, yeah, absolutely, yeah um going into Oh my God, that was like the first time where I was like able to like brush my teeth, like actually mm. like get ready to like exist in the real world and be mm. like a valuable member of society, mm-hmm. and I remember I went out, it was my friend's birthday and I actually had a really nice time, like, you know, but then there were, because the, I'm in LA bearing, you know, I've never, you know, I've never been this well-known and been single, so, like, I had, you know, I was with someone most of 19, yeah. and then I was in the studio, It wasn't with anyone, but I was in the studio writing about, you know, who the album was about, and then sh- straight after 21, I got with Simon. Yeah. You know, so I hadn't been, so I didn't, I don't, I, I have not Who am I at in these streets? Well, I just never experienced yeah. a like dating as a grown-up yeah. really, yeah. but also everyone knowing who I am. Yeah, well first then, of all,
0: dating, <laughs> so.
1: Oh, I didn't want to date anyone! How fucking you date? And by the way, who's, it didn't, No, <laughs> but it was.
0: But people giving advice? so they like, you can't.
1: <laughs> no, but I would try and be like, how did you, how did you meet so-and-so? And they'd be like, oh, on, on an app. But I'm like, oh fuck, fuck, I can't do that. that. But what it was I, was, I wasn't interested in men at all, but what it was, was that it'd be like, I you know, it was at my friend's birthday party mm. and People that I've had just met in LA since I moved there or wherever, I was always married. I was mm. always taken suddenly were like trying to chirp me at the bar, you know. And I'll be like, I, but also, I'll be like, are you, f- are you flirting with me? Don't you-? And I'll be like, I'm married. i would be like, no, I don't want to bug out of you. I'm married and I wasn't anymore. It was very, very strange. But yeah. oh my God, was sort of that. And just being like, please don't let me voluntarily put myself in a fucking situation right. that I'm going to regret. Right. Like, you know, like, and also, like, I'm grateful that I didn't date for most of 25 and 25 because I feel like I've really gotten away with it. I've not had any horrible yeah. people come and tell stories about yeah, me or yeah, anything yeah. like that.
0: If you yeah. want to go and meet someone new at this point in your life, irrespective of how many people yep. watching this know who you are, just being a single mum, mm-hmm. coming out of a divorced situation mm-hmm. and searching for a new beginning, mm-hmm. you've got to put rules in place. Yeah, like, absolutely. What are the rules? Like, How does it work nowadays when you go dating <laughs> generally?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, definitely not. Str- not stranger danger. Yeah, can't be going out of strangers. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. No, yeah. but there were definitely people that I hadn't seen since I was a lot younger. That when I saw as an adult, I was like, oh, oh, okay. All right, yeah, come on then, you can take it for dinner.
0: You know, you got to a place where through these songs, and then we get to like, I drink wine, where I feel changes occurring. <laughs> well, you're actually starting to recognize changes occurring. Can in yourself. I get it?
1: Just quickly, can I get it? Is like, obviously, it's got like this massive pop oh, chorus I forgot and that stuff. one, yeah, go, go. But the lyrics in the verse, like, I just love, like, you know, and that one is about like, when I was like, oh, okay, I could be open to dating. First of all, LA is not the fucking place to go dating no. when you're a Dell, I'll tell you that. No. But was like, watching my friends, it was all casual sex. Yeah. And everyone is set with each other. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not, that's not, I've left my marriage to go forward, not to fucking go backwards, like, you know, so. Yeah, well you're just creating more about. strings, it's just more strings more strings Yeah, and, strings and, and that strings. was what that was about, just being like, I'm telling you that I will love you forever, I'll do everything in my power to, like, make this work, I want to make sure that I get hurt and not you when one of us does and stuff like that. Okay, great, you just want to have sex. Like, you know, so that's what that whole can I get it thing is and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I love the bridge in that, like, When Will You Run With Me, like, I know you want to, like, you know, just and p- put the pieces of me back together. I really liked that bridge. It's like very 90s, very max.
0: The whole track, though, even with the tra- with the beats, like, the yeah. beats have the, almost like, like, late 90s oh, kind Oh, I of just like... love it. But then you've
1: got, like, this, like, wild country sort of yeah. vibe in the verse. But I love that one. But yeah, it does go, then it goes into I Drink Wine, yeah, and then yeah. it's just...
0: Which is just Greg, out of control. Oh, it's amazing. Out of control. Yeah. I mean... He's there's six of seven of him playing simultaneously at the same time. It's
1: incredible. Yeah, it's wild. and the BVs I loved as well. It's just trying to be really like, oh I haven't really got the energy. Like I was really I feel yeah, like I really stepped BVs my BV, I feel like I really, really stepped really my stepped game up. up on this album. Yeah. Oh you really
0: did. I mean even like not to jump ahead, but even when we talk about love as a game. Oh no, wild.
1: Yeah. But that's also flow's input, like, you know, on that. He was like, just keep throwing more at the wall and I'm like, what you want like two hundred at the end there's like something like two hundred and seventy tracks of me singing, Ah no. <laughs>
0: I mean, the way that you go high and babyish, and even on like yeah. all night parking, where it's yeah. just like, I
1: do, I do it. It's so, I do too. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, very coy. But yes, no, um, it was a lot of fun, that one. It was like very 70s songwriter vibes, yeah. like very, everything is live and organic on it. It was really, really fun. Um, and that was, I think, sort of me being like, oh, okay, cool, I'm a hot mess, okay, great. Sometimes just knowing you're a hot mess. That's okay. No, but once you do realize it, yeah. it, it gets easier. Yeah, that's what I mean, it's like, it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's like acknowledging that yeah. you haven't figured anything out exactly. is totally fine. Yeah, I threw it all out the window, I was but, like, okay. But then you're on the, really you're on the road to, to growth, and at that point mm-hmm. you have to decide what's coming with yep. and what's staying Absolutely, behind. Yeah. So what stayed behind?
1: One thing that did happen, um, you know, which is, was sort of going, it's not really a song about it, but on this record, is I got really angry after I left my marriage. It was really interesting because I, I never had arguments with any of my boyfriends, let alone, my marriage was very calm, yeah. like, you know, you see us together, yeah. like, we never got into a screaming match, and if we disagreed, we'd figure it out, like, you know, like, very quickly, like, there and then. I got this rage, like, a lot afterwards. And I think it was frustration mm. Of me ignoring myself for such a long time mm. and me feeling like I was falling back into my old habits and mm. stuff like that. But it was scary to me, like, you know, it was, that was very, very, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I, mean, I mean, I can fight, like, you know, if I need to fight, I'll fight. But I don't start arguments, I don't scream and, like, lose my voice and, and stuff like that. Once I realised what it was, you know, of, of why that would happen, everything really started changing.
0: So you what, once you start to unlock that, what did you recognise inside that you wanted to take with you? That you wanted to nurture and actually? I left everything
1: behind. If I'm honest, with everything. You. I left everything behind. Yeah, every like actual trait. God,
0: that's huge. That's I left like behind. Yeah. my so-
1: personality I took with me, but yeah. my traits and my habits. Wow. And my patterns and all those things that were handed down to me. Yeah. From other people in my family. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm right. I I don't want it anymore.
0: So. Thank you, therapy. I love therapy, yes, and very that's much, yeah. where you untangle all the knots until you have a clean piece of string, and you get to figure out where you put your yes. own
1: points. Yes, and also my therapist that I got when I was here was more about my brain than like any trauma the I've wiring, ever had. The yes, wiring. like okay, I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, what happens is it goes in here, but it should go to there. Yes, it's stuck yes, in here exactly. Or oh, yeah, the reason
1: yeah. you interpreted that as this yeah, was because yeah. when you were five, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. but then the issue was with that was after like a good sort of two and a half years of that. Um, I stop, I, you know, I'd find myself in a situation where I just would, would regret how I handled a situation straight away and that was growth because before I'd be like, I'm always right, what are you talking about? Like, right, you know. move on. But like where I'd be like, wish should I had done it in another way, I'd be like, well it's fine, because you know, he's, he's gonna tell me it's fine and the reason I did it was because and I stopped holding myself accountable. So I actually haven't had therapy um, since like December and I've made the wow. most positive progress in my life.
0: I just started again.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I will go. need it again. I'll probably need it again in about three months after yeah. all this. But yeah. I've like I'm noticing. I check myself regularly, and I resolve every every situation I need to.
0: Yeah. Did it help you when you were able to move past that situation through therapy or whatever you needed to in order to make peace and to move beyond?
1: Yes. I didn't realize I was making any progress though for a very long time, um, and most of the time it felt like it was I was never going to come out the other side. Yeah. Which was scary, like, you know, and I definitely lost hope a number of times, you know, that I'd ever find my joy again. Mm. Like, you know, I remember I didn't belly laugh for about a year, and my laugh is such a big part of who I am. (laughs) And um, nothing made me happy, you know, like for a a moment, like, you know, anything to do with Angela, I could be like, feel like pure love and joy from it for a split second, Mm. and nothing lasts, and they're so not like me, like, you know. So I definitely really lost hope a few times. It was just gloomy every day, and not being able to- Heavy. Yeah, and not that anyone should know what to expect every day or know what happens, but like, I could could wake up and feel all right, and then feel like I was gonna have an all right day, and then it would just like, halfway through the day, it would just be like this massive rock would just fucking land on me head and squash me down, like, you know. But I didn't realize I was making the progress until I wrote Hold On, (sighs) and listened back to it. And I remember like, we wrote that, you know, the hold on. We wrote it months before I wrote the rest of the song. And Flo kept bringing it up at every stage I was going through. And I remember like, in between Love is a Game and Hold On.
0: He was writing it in process. Well, encouraging no, he just, you he, to he did, address it. Yeah, yes. he kept playing it. Wow. And then
1: the first time I was like, oh no, I'm not really that bothered. And then, um, so we wrote Love is a Game first, and it was in between that and us writing Woman Like Me that I sang that hold on thing. Yeah. And then Woman Like Me, I wasn't in the headspace or in the heart space to be moved by me singing Hold On To Myself. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember he played it to me right towards the end. It was February of 2020, mm. so we were about to go into lockdown, mm-hmm. not that we necessarily knew. And um, he played it to me again. And then I, again, I just sang that, that line, oh, what have I done, you know, um, yet again. And I got my friends to come and sing at the end and stuff like that, and it was after they left, mm. and we were listening back to it, because I thought they were going to sound terrible, but they actually sound amazing on it. Like yeah, you know, they do. and I just remember listening to the lyrics and listening to it on my you know my way home and listening to it when I got home and stuff like that. And me just being like, the fact that I'm able to identify all of these feelings that I've that I've been having, you know, and 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 I, I could really picture scenarios of what I was writing about, you know, without knowing and stuff. I was oh fuck, I, I really learned a lot. You know, I've really come a long way, but you just don't always notice it while you're learning.
0: There's just a line in there which we spoke about earlier today on the way here. Sometimes emptiness is the only rest that we sometimes get. Sometimes loneliness L- sorry, is the you. only rest. Sometimes yeah. loneliness is the only rest that we get. And yeah. then there's sometimes emptiness. Yeah. That, yeah. that line is just so ferociously great. And I makes, it, it just, yeah, of
1: course. No, when I wrote
0: it, I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. You had a moment yeah. with that. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful song, and it really conjures up the idea of what friendship you know, has, has, has come to mean to you, mm-hmm. right? Which is essential to your growth. Oh, yes. The idea of being able to um, get past your own fears and, 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 and feelings that, that, that people might think some kind of way about you and just give over yourself to others yeah. and receive in return.
1: Mm-hmm. What have
0: you learned about friendship and the qualities of friendship in the last couple of years?
1: Um, I've never. I can't believe how disastrous some areas of my life are with relationships, but with my friends from a very young age, I've never made friends with someone and uh, who I'm not friends of anymore. Like, I, I have the best taste in friends, like, you know. <laughs> no, truly, like, it's just- I love that. we just, it's just, it's such a, so I don't feel like I've had to ever learn any lessons about any of my friends because it's such a kindred, holy space for me. Yeah. My, like, best friend, Laura, is in London, but, like, my soulmate is, I met here at the gym and she's the one who said to me, okay, I'm bored now, like my husband died, like, mm. you know. But not in a, not in a bitchy way or anything. She was yeah, just, just like, I can't do much more of this and you're not learning anything. You're not crying anything out anymore. It's not helping you by doing all of this. Our friendship is like true sisterhood. Like I feel like we've both really enabled each other to address ourselves in ways I've never experienced before, like our friendship is based on our grief that we've both been through in different times of our lives and stuff like that. And we're both, you know, single mums to boys who are similar ages and stuff like that. But showing up for yourself means you can show up for your friends. I think that's what I've really learned from her. Mm. Like if I I don't should be making plans to go for dinner or to go to the gym or to like call my nan, like whatever just being like by showing up for the things I promise myself that I will do for myself means I'm so much more useful you know, to my friends. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I've learned from her. I mean, she's like the most, She's she gets things done. I've never met anyone like it in my life. Like, you know, I'm lazy, but I'll do it next week. But you know, it's just, I think that's probably what I've learned through her. Yeah. Specifically. But the loneliness is the only rest, was that like I, I had to be on my own to go through all of my feelings. You know, I, I've always been a bit of a wimp with that, and I've always been like, "Hi, oh, what are you doing? Oh yeah. great, yeah, come on. Distract under. me. Yeah, yeah. But I'll try, and then yeah. it'll, it'll be too much for me.
0: And sometimes forgiveness is better.
1: Sometimes, sometimes loneliness is the easy. Sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get. Sometimes emptiness actually lets us forget. Yes. And sometimes forgiveness is easiest and secret. Which is
0: just you know, three lines leading into this beautiful, uplifting, wonderful mm. finish of a song. Um, it's one of my favourite things you've ever done. Oh, thank you! I absolutely love it, I and it, it, too. it. But it doesn't. It doesn't do it. You know, it doesn't warn us about what's to come,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is to be loved. Yeah. Which is gotta be the hardest vocal you've ever. Yeah. Done.
1: I think I've only really sung it. Obviously, I'd practice it to warm my voice up and stuff like that. And when I was writing it with Tobias, I obviously, sang it lots because you know I was singing it out and writing it. But yeah. since we finished it. I think I've only sang it two or three times. Um, and only that was to get the, the album version of it. Because when we first wrote it, we wrote it in the same room in Brentwood that we wrote when we were young, and mm. it's not a studio, it's just a big empty mm. like, lounge with brilliant natural reverb mm. and Philip Glass's old bloody you know, big grand piano in it. Mm. But because we had such good luck the first time we worked together with when we were young, I actually really love it there. Like, you know, so we were there and there's no studio equipment, so I've always had to use my photo booth on my laptop. Yeah to just keep note and keep track of anything we're doing, and we, we managed to get this take just as we finished sort of writing, as I finished writing the lyrics, you know, and he finished figuring out the sort of chords and stuff like that.
0: And we were both like... The two of you in the room? Just the two of us. Oh, because you can, yeah. there, there's something about the way you're feeling each other out yeah. during that arrangement. It was yeah. out of control.
1: And, um, and we couldn't believe the take that we'd done, and I have that all on video. Um, Which we were originally going to launch this whole thing with it, but um, didn't feel quite right in the end. I remember I remember watching it back, you know, and showing some of my friends, and me just. My intentions were always right. It just took me a while to 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 get there, you know, of of, of dismantling my my own life and my kids' life. But um, the only times I've sung it was to get a vocal because it was too much voice for photo booth. (laughs) So it just peaked all over the place, like, you know, so I had to get a proper recording of it.
0: Yeah, at the end, do you have any recollection of even recording that vocal? Because it no. sounds out of body.
1: No. But, but the thing is, we, the second time I sang it all the way through was at Henson. And I remember just doing it, I mean, like, I don't believe this vocal at all. I was like, I'm going to go home. Wow. I wasn't, I, it's just, it's a lot for me to sing, not just vocally, but just like, it's a lot. Yeah. It really breaks my heart. And then... So it was just sort of gonna be like, maybe it wouldn't make the album and it'd just be this sort of fucking shitty little home video that went up online at some point. And then and Tobias like was that. like, what about if we record it in the room that we wrote it, but it's impossible to because we have to do it at the same time, it's all gonna yeah. bleed into each other. And then we, we like really broke it up and put so many blankets and like duvets and pillows everywhere to really soak up the sound and we were able to do it together. And it's funny as well because I remember, I think I did two or three just warm ups to it and stuff mm, like that, mm. but we both knew that we got it. And he knew, and I knew, I, we knew i got the vocal. And I was like, okay great, who wants a margarita? <laughs> like, well you, know? you can move
0: on at that point because you feel at that stage like you've achieved something. The album has taken you as far as, 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 as it needed to to get you to, to for that song to reveal itself. Mm-hmm. But now the question is what's your relationship to that song? And mm. what's our relationship gonna be to you singing that song? I mean, will you do it live? Can you do it live? No, I don't
1: think I'll do it live, no. Too much? Well I can't, I, I can't even listen to it. So no.
0: What happens when you listen to it, if you were to?
1: It's I know I have much. to leave the room. I have to leave. It gets yeah, I get really upset, get really choked up. But also when I was writing it and when I was singing it, I just envisioned Angelo being like in his thirties, mm. and it's yeah, it's it's, it's and I just I, I, I guess I'll sing it to him then, when I, when 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 the reality becomes this vision I've had since I first wrote it, maybe I'll do it then. But no, I'm not doing that. And obviously everyone's like you need to do it live. I'm like well, you wouldn't be able to sing that fucking song live you your fucking art, is it? Ain't your fucking story. You can say that
0: about any of your songs. You fucking sing
1: it. No, but that one's different. I'm like, yeah, I know you like that song, and I know that people oh, want to hear it. I don't like mind telling but... you straight
0: up. I, 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 I cried the whole way through the last three songs <laughs> of the record. I mean, I got emotional at times through the record. Definitely, you know, during My Little Love. But the last three songs, I didn't stop. The first time I, I actually took a photo, I was going to send you, but it was so ugly. Not well, even I could send it. Your
1: messages when you sent that message the other day, where we obviously to the whole album yeah. for today, or whatever. I was on a plane, so it was coming through in drips and drags. No, this
0: is what happened. I was crying when I sent it, going, I am sobbing like a baby. Yeah. But that this was the album, that was the first
1: thing. This I'm sobbing album, like a baby, well, but nothing came through for ages. But do you know what
0: she says back? Eh?
1: Eh? Because <laughs> no, I was sobbing like a baby. That was the first message for about an hour. So I was like, what? About what? Like, you know, and then I was I just lying back at I showed Kara. I was
0: like, what do you think she means by that, eh? Kara's just like i don't fucking. I just know. got a message. Kara's like she like, would have flown in from the UK. She's tired and jet lag. What are you fucking? No, care? I was like, on
1: the flight and I was like, "What are you sobbing about? I'm trying to sort my of fucking self out. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I overshared and I did think about not sending it, but
1: No, it, I lo- once. Once it all came through and I uh, landed, it was lovely.
0: And then you get to love as a game, and I have to ask this out of the, the, the most from the most loving and respectful position. Yeah. it feels to me like in and amongst this original sentiment, this idea, this way of finishing the record, that there is some spirit of Amy in this song. It is something about this song. It
1: oh, it's so 60s. Mood. It's so motown Towny and stuff like that. I just get that. And also the title just reminds everyone of Love is a Losing Game because it's called Love is a Game. A
0: little bit, but it's it just, I don't know. It, it, it just felt it just felt loving. It felt like, I, I don't know, maybe it was or maybe it doesn't exist. Well, but She was me- definitely right. Love
1: is a fucking game, isn't it? <laughs> it
0: <really laughs> she was is. right all
1: along. It really is. Um, I mean, I definitely didn't take direct influence or inspiration from her, but you know how much Amy means to me. Like, yeah. Frank, that record is more important to me than like Back to Black is for most other people. Yeah. Um, it's the whole reason I picked up a guitar. Yeah. And it's one of the most heartbreaking things of, of being an artist of never ever being able to hear one of your favourite artists' voice. Well in also real a time. Peer, again.
0: A peer, I mean it was a time in London. It was a pure it was, time. It was, a time yeah. it was only a couple of years. I mean we forget that we we look at these time these time periods and we think of them as eternal but they're not. They're such a fraction in yeah. time space. Right. And that time, when you think back to that, when you were all coming up and you were all finding your voice and yeah. singing your songs and developing this new soul. It was amazing, yeah. It was an incredible time. It
1: was an incredible time. I definitely do think, as well, like on 21 and 25, like, because I love like 60s soul music as well, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, but, um, you know, it was sort of, it was so much Amy's thing. I definitely shied away from it, which, you know, I think going through, like, I'm not. I'll do whatever the fuck I want from now on. Like what I've just gone through in my life, I'm not phased or scared by anything. Like you know, and I, and I also won't do lots of things I don't want to do anymore. Before I'd be like, I better do that because you know they think I should. I ain't doing that. I'm not doing anything that makes me anxious after like going through hell and thinking I might not actually survive. Save the energy. My anxiety. Why would I Why would I? Why would I do that on purpose? Yeah. You know, and and it's just like also I'm I'm still scared of anxiety that if I have an anxiety attack about. Anything, being late or whatever or, you know, I don't know, like flying in a fucking storm, like, you know, I'm a bad flight. But anything. It's just like, it might trigger something in me. i still It only still happens when,
0: you're, when, you fu- when you're open and ready to embrace the things that you know are good for you. Otherwise, that is a fear that can totally mm-hmm. paralyze you. Yeah. And so, for you to be able to say now, I know what I don't wanna do mm-hmm. is only because you know who you yes, are.
1: Yes, exactly, absolutely. You know. But I definitely, um, I can totally see why, why, why it would remind people of Amy.
0: But no, it wasn't. It, 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 it's, it's entirely you. The spirit you, of it. The spirit yeah, of the it energy felt, of it. It just felt like a, a to me, I don't know. It just but you know what else I, like,
1: I reckon that might be as well? Because there's an element of sarcasm in yes. Love is a Game.
0: It's humour to and it. And a lot
1: of Amy's lyrics. Funny. were fucking funny, funny and really clever, yeah. like really and a play on words yeah. and all of that. And I, I, I could, I, I think there's definitely some of that going on in there, mm. um, like you know. And it was just sort of you know people always sort of trying and take the piss out of her No one took the piss out of Amy better than herself. Totally. You know, she was she's one of the greatest British artists of all time.
0: You gave us a great punchline at the end of that song though, and I laughed out loud when I heard it because you made us wait the entire time, and then you gave it to us with only the tiniest little bit of volume left, which is at the very end when you say "I'll do it all again," and you make us wait. The whole oh, you know, time. I'll do. it all- all again, the but, whole album would the doing. fact that it's barely audible at the end of it. Yeah, you know, just, I'll do it all
1: again.
0: I love that. And I I wonder kind of, I, I don't want to be granular as we draw it, come to the end of this conversation, but I'm nerdy about things like that. like. Uh, that's all you. I know how just focused you are on every single tiny detail of what you put out mm-hmm. that you would have loved, also loved the idea of that just oh, yeah. fading into oblivion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I'll do that, I don't know. <laughs> you know. I'll do it all again. But also, am I talking about love? Am I talking about making an album? I don't know. Am I talking about putting, putting my life in other people's ears? I don't know.
0: And also with the nature of this album, and I guess This album was done several years ago and it it beautifully captures the journey you've been on as a human being, Mm -hmm. right? Turn to art, but human being first. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um, And now, the idea of bringing it to life, you've done this before, you sing these songs from a place of detachment Mm -hmm. and give them to us as gifts, but does this feel different? Are are there nerves about bringing these songs to life and how you might feel?
1: I don't feel any nerves about performing them, Um, especially if I get to do them in the way I want to do them. No, because, you know, I know I I wrote that letter when when I announced, well, when I announced when the album was coming out, whatever the album cover, I don't know. Mm It was like, it really helped me, this album. Like, you know, it it really, really did. And I truly do believe, um, you know, like when we started the interview, where I was like, there's not an occasion or a scenario or a feeling where there is not the perfect song for it somewhere. Is I really do believe, um, and I'm not being arrogant or anything like that here, it's just like, I really you know, was my hell, but I really went to hell and back. And I realised, I actually didn't really like who I was, you know, and I think I just really just got, like most other human beings, especially of my age, really just got into that thing of just going through the motions, like, you know, I've got to get over there, and wasn't opening my eyes and seeing what was actually happening at the time and, you know, enjoying the world around me and stuff like that, Um, and I really think that some of the songs on this album could really help people really change people's lives. And I think, I think a song like Hold On could actually save a few lives. I agree. I really, really do. And there were moments, you know, when I was writing these songs, and even when I was mixing them and stuff like that, where I was like, maybe I don't need to put this album out. Like, you know, maybe I should write another.
0: I wanted that.
1: And just, you know, because music is my therapy. I'm never going into the studio to be like, right, I need another hit. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like that for me. It's when something is more powerful and overwhelming than me, I like to go to a studio because it's normally a basement and there's no fucking windows and no reception, so no one can get hold of me. So I'm basically running away. And no one would have known I'd written that record. Like, you know, and it's like maybe I just had to get it out of my system and stuff. But when I listen back to it, and, you know, I play it because I have had it, you know, I've had it ready, the, written, for over a year, nearly two years. Like, you know, so, but along the way, I play it to a few people. And men, especially, like one of my friends, Josh whose mum died when he was 15. I played him some of the songs, I played him My Little Love and he burst into tears. And he was like, I never thought about who my mum was other than being my mum, you know? and, And that for me is why I was trying to do the album, was to show to Angela, like, I'm your mum and I always will be your mum. And like, you are top tier priority in my life, every day, every decision I make. And my entire day is based on making sure I get home before bedtime. Getting up in the morning, like, you know, and stuff like that, and just like, his happiness is my happiness. But I also have a lot of other things going on that mm-hmm. went on before you were born, mm-hmm. that have been going on since you were born, and will go on when you leave me, when you fly the nest, like, you know. And it was just, I could have really done with a record like that for me to really forgive my parents for a lot of the things. So that's why I ended up being like, I oh, know, I will put this out. And also, like, you know, alongside my my career. And I enjoy my career, I enjoy, you know, I love. I think it's hilarious, you know, that I'm like an artist for, for my fucking job. But like, celebrity comes with it and I'm not up for that. I don't like being a celebrity at all. And they got to talk about my story like they knew it and they didn't. And this is my story and I feel like it's me taking back my narrative to the point sometimes where it'd be so bloody ridiculous Things that they'd write that my own family and friends would be like, Is it true?
0: Mm.
1: Is it true that what? Like, mm. do you, know, I, you know? And it's just, I'm like, Let me just put it, let me just, let me just write all my feelings down. And if I'm happy with the songs, I'll put it out and just, you know. I wasn't, yeah, I was on my own. I did it all on my own. I did it on my own, you know? Like, if you know, if I'd like to thank anyone, it would be myself because I really, really committed to myself. And I really, yeah, I just, I think it's an important record also for other artists to hear you know those ones that i feel like are being be encouraged not to value their own art and that everything should be massive and everything should be get it while you can like you know because that's not what artists are and they and i know and i know a few of them that feel this pressure yeah. to be like all the time and i just yeah i wanted to just remind them all that like you don't have to be in everyone's faces all the time and also you can re- you have, like you can really write from like your stomach if you want so yeah, definitely, definitely is, um, it's my album. I don't think I will ever be like, oh, here goes to yours. Never. Can I have it? But... You can have it, babes, yeah. You Cause... can have it, but you can't keep it.
0: <laughs> and there it is. You can actually watch that conversation as well. It's up on Apple Music and on YouTube if you want to go and see that conversation and not just listen to it. But thanks again for checking us out right here on the interview series. Take care.